When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Free agency doesn't technically start until Wednesday at 4 p.m. We're recording this uh, early That's afternoon on Wednesday. That's so weird because I feel like... The I shelves f- are bare. I feel like... All of the products been, have been moved. There has been a move or two All before of the, Wednesday afternoon. Even though Inc. hasn't reached paper yet for any of these deals, if you go into the free agency store, there is nothing but bare shelves <laughs> as far as the eye can see. All of the top-tier people are gone now. And it's like showing up to Good Friday shopping... After you've like done your turkey bowl with your friends and took your afternoon nap, and it's like five o'clock, and it's amazing you expect, to me. You expect the TVs to still be there? How all these deals come to fruition when there's only been legal tampering for about forty-eight hours now? It's incredible how you can hammer out such big money deals with these athletes in yeah. just like ten minutes' yeah. time. Like, hey, the Lions just called up Cam Sutton on Monday morning and we're like, Oof. you want to do this? And Sutton's like, let's do this. This is the first time I'm ever talking to you guys. This is crazy. Let's do it. <laughs> Where do I sign? Oh, I can't sign yet? Well, sure, I'll give you my verbal commit. Uh, yeah, it's it's really funny how the NFL, you know, labels something as legal tampering and then all the deals start flying mm-hmm. in the second legal tampering opens. Don't you think there's a little illegal tampering going on oh, there? Oh, well, there <laughs> undoubtedly. I mean, this period of this illegal t- or this legal tampering feels. I mean, this wasn't always the case, right? Either it was always you had that Wednesday afternoon deadline or opening of the gates, rather, and that's when you started to hear about all of the all the deals going through. Oh, now maybe it's possible that you didn't hear about them all until Wednesday because there was no big social media presence by Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and Garofalo and. Pelicero, all these people who are breaking the news, maybe that was why. I mean, free agency has only been around for 30 years. So think about how far we've come in 30 years, but really more so how far we've come in just the last 10 years. Yeah, I think teams are really starting to you know, recognize and capitalize on mm-hmm. if you spend a lot of money in free agency, you can make your team a lot better fast. Right. I mean, look at the Jags. I know the Jags picked high in the draft for the past couple of years, but they've also put a lot of money into their team in the off seasons and it's gotten them a division title already. And it's funny to think that since Blake Bortles and the Jags beat the Steelers, the Jags have bought them out, gotten a couple number one picks 
gotten back to winning their division mm-hmm. and winning a playoff game all mm-hmm. before the Steelers were able to get back to the playoffs <laughs> and win. Well, not get back, but you know what I mean, right. win a playoff game since then. So you can really redo your team in one offseason's time, and I think more and more teams are starting to you know follow that pattern of you don't necessarily have to just supplement in free agency and build via the draft. You can build this thing up with guys that are rejects from other rosters, whether they overprice themselves or whether they just don't fit in with the system that that current team's running and you think you want a shot at this guy. So I think free agency has really exploded lately. And I think the Steelers are a perfect example of that happening. You know, there's famous free agent signings in Steelers history. Uh, James Ferrier is obviously the first one that comes to mind. But you don't think of them as a team that goes out there and makes a lot of big free agent signings to redo mm-hmm. their team. They've even started to change that in recent years, you know, started to buck that trend a little bit. And I think this year more than ever, I know that Patrick Peterson's not exactly the Pat Pete that was a 25-year-old in Arizona, but that's one of the bigger names that you've seen the Steelers bring in. That's a big name. Oh, my God, I mean, regardless of where he is in his career, it's still a household name. This is a multi-pro bowler, a multi-all-pro team member, and... I mean, you can make the argument, yeah, he's significantly older than Cam Sutton, but Patrick Peterson just had, what, five, six interceptions last year? Well, yeah, let's start there with the Cam Sutton exit and the Pat Pete coming in because that's the big— I think that's the biggest move that's been done so far by the Steelers. By the Steelers. Some more moves have happened, and in fact, the— I think if I were to power rank their moves, number two and number three might be the guys that they retained after Patrick Peterson. That Patrick Ogan Peterson Joby yes, and DeMonte Casey. Yeah. But we'll get to them in a second. With Peterson and with Sutton, first of all, the overreaction for Sutton leaving, I think, was a little bit much. Uh, was Sutton a really good player for the Steelers? Of course he was. Mm-hmm. Was he worth $11 million a year over three years, $25 million of that guaranteed? I don't think he's that caliber of a cornerback. He's not a cornerback one by the league standard, but that's what he was kind of... That that's what the Lions are paying him yeah, for right, right now. Yeah. To, and by the way, to not be cornerback one in Detroit either. He'll he'll be a number two. That is not... I still think their plans are to draft pretty high one of these corners, whether it's Witherspoon, whether it's Christian Gonzalez. Maybe I'm wrong with that. Maybe they, they think Cam Sutton can be their CB1. I'm telling them from somebody that's seen Cam Sutton and the Pittsburgh Steelers for the past couple of years... He cannot be your CB1. He mm-hmm. can be a very good CB2 and elite nickel cornerback in the slot is where he really butters his bread. But, yeah, you know, he leaves, and that was the first big thing that happened related to the Steelers when the legal tampering period opened. Yes, And sure. the sky was falling. I mean, oh, right. my God, we have for nobody to play defensive back. Minutes. I know. So it's funny to see the overreaction. But it's extra funny to see it for the type of player they overreacted to. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you'd expect this kind of similar pitchfork and torches mm-hmm. if it was Minka that they let go or something right. like oh, that. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, imagine the reaction. Think, imagine uh, no. the reaction if it was Minka, someone like Minka or I, TJ. There would be acid rain falling from the sky <laughs> if that happened. But the fact that people were thinking, oh, woe is us, the sky's falling, what are we doing because they let Cam Sutton walk because he got overpaid, very dramatic to me. And it shows you kind of the nature of some Steelers fans to be like, I I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it, overrate their own players too much. Mm -hmm. Cam Sutton is a really good piece. If you could get him at the right price, I want him back. I'm not bashing Cam Sutton as a player. But he's never even sniffed a Pro Bowl, let alone 
being thought of as an all-pro caliber type of player. It's kind of guy you can let walk. And maybe I'll, you know... You can survive with that. Yeah, maybe I'll eat my words here, and maybe he'll turn into a Javon Hargrave. I'm going to bet heavily against that happening, where he'll become like an all-pro status I kind of, corner. I kind of like that comparison, because they were both on that trajectory right before they left Pittsburgh to become a really, really good player that could have been recognized by any NFL team, not just the people within Pittsburgh. And then obviously Hargrave elevated his game in Philadelphia, which led to his contract in San Francisco. So I kind of like that because Cam Sun, when he came out of Tennessee, wasn't this, oh my gosh, the Steelers got so lucky they got the diamond in the rough. It was a developing kind of player who by this year was playing some of his best football but wasn't garnering the intention of 12 to 15 NFL teams out there, and it was who's going to win the Cam Sutton lottery. It was the Steelers should retain him because their cornerback room is kind of lacking depth and lacking star talent, and he's probably the best cornerback on their roster. It would be smart for them to retain, but for certain you can say that the Steelers can survive without him, and obviously... The G Omar Khan and, and Andy Weidel and their whole crew thought the same because what was it, 30 to 45 minutes later, they found a replacement. I mean, it's a different kind of player for sure. Not just a replacement. I think they upgraded. I, I think that at this current moment, Patrick Peterson's a better player. Still than Cam is Sutton. still a better player at 32 especially compared to on a, the outside. Compared to a 26-year-old Cam yep, Sutton. Especially especially when he lines up on the outside. I mean, that's the one argument you see a lot of people making is oh, how could you let Cam Sutton go at such a young age and bring in this 30-plus. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Joe Hayden was – the funny thing with that is Joe Hayden's like a year older than Patrick Peterson right now. So, like, if Joe Hayden was a little bit too old, I think people are using that argument against the Patrick like, Peterson Oh, my God, if Joe Hayden like, was – He couldn't come back on the like team. Patrick the Peterson was him. like five years no older. No one else wants him in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Patrick Peterson is just a year younger than him. But I hate to say this, too. Patrick Peterson's always been a better corner than Joe Hayden. Yes. Is. Patrick Peterson made the uh, AP pro, first team yeah. three times. He's been a pro bowler. God, it's almost too many to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. First eight years of his career yes. as a pro bowler. I mean, I you mean, want You respected Joe Hayden a lot for being as talented as he was in Cleveland. And yeah, you were gave excited. You, gave you really good years here in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. uh, love that guy for what he did. But I don't think it's deniable it's that Patrick Peterson league. is worse than or better than Joe Hayden. Patrick Peterson's gonna get looks at Canton. He was on the yes. Hall of Fame all twenty tens team. Yes. Like he already made an all decade team yeah. for the Hall of Fame. He's go I don't know if he'll get in, but he'll definitely get he has a looks. Case. He'll be a semifinalist. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll be waiting in those hotel rooms for the guy to knock on the door and tell him that he made the Hall of Fame. He he's got a case. And I would argue maybe, you know, you get a rejuvenation from him, like, oh I'm coming to the Steelers now. We're gonna try to win, get to the playoffs. Uh I'll find a little fountain of youth for the next couple of years. But he was coming from Minnesota the past couple of seasons. And right. last year, Minnesota was a really good football team. So, like, he was competing right. in the playoffs and competing for Lombardi last year. Um, the one little, you know, maybe change of scenery thing that might help boost him is, I hate to say it, but it's it's so true of a cliché. Steelers are just one of the marquee franchises in the NFL, and Tomlin is a marquee coach in the NFL. Yes. And he's already expressed his feeling of, can't wait to play for Coach oh, T. Yeah. Can't wait to that's play for I mean, an organization that's, like Pittsburgh. That's what you hear out of a lot of these players. Like remember when we he's were been to doing... two organizations that have zero rings total: Minnesota and Arizona. Now he's coming to one with six. Not not to say that 
when he was there, they won zero rings. And the franchise's two histories combined. Have nothing. Yeah. They just lose in the Super Bowl. And how many head coaches have those two franchises combined for in the, in the time span that Mike Tomlin? Three. Well, and, and just saying in the time that Mike Tomlin has been A lot more than coaching. one. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he's excited to come to Pittsburgh. Maybe you get a little bit of a, a fountain of youth moment for him in this at least 2023 season because of that excitement. What did you th- make of, so he's that co-host of that podcast with oh, yeah, the, Brian McFadden. Yeah. Like, learned this week they're cousins. I didn't know that either, but that's where he announced the news. That yeah, that's where, so do you think that had any influence on it whatsoever? Your Talking best friend, best friend slash relative. Was on the team for the two modern Super Bowls. Sounds like something you say in hindsight and be like, yeah, yeah, he he was part of the influence. But I think the money and mm. the team being the yeah. right fit is obviously. What the did first you make of his say. comment saying that they could be a Super Bowl contender except for the quarterback? Like once they figure out the quarterback and or once the quarterback becomes elevated enough. I think it's somebody on the outside being brutally honest with what the mm-hmm. team is. I think he looks around at his defense and he says, I've got TJ Watt. I've got Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary with me. I've got Cam Hayward up front, the captain of our defense. Maybe we take Joey Porter Jr. and we got another stud corner in the making that I can kind of, you know, lord over and mentor as CB1 while he gets his, you know, uh, while he gets his sea legs at CB number two. And mm-hmm. then eventually we flip and he he ascends over me. Um Offensively, tons of weapons. Najee really came on strong last year. Yep. George Pickens looks like the one. Can't wait to go up against him in training camp. The Pat Pete versus George Pickens battle should be insane. But you got a big question mark at number eight still. And the trend was in the right direction towards the end of last year. But you got to see that trend continue into the start of this season. So I think he's being brutally honest there. I thought what you were going to ask me was his comments about wearing number seven and how he very quickly backtracked. Very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. I was talking to Labs. Baba Real, obviously, yesterday about it, and he was saying, you know, Patrick Peterson. Were you guys able to do the deal? Yeah, because that was on Monday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we talked. So you about talked it. about it. Okay. Unasked and answered. He, you get Labs's take on Patrick Peterson for sure. And he was saying about that, you know, the the overreaction was hilarious because first of all, Patrick Peterson saying that he wanted it, there was no way the Steelers yeah. were going to give that. Well, just because you're coming in, you say yeah. you want a specific number, doesn't that, mean you get it automatically. The clearance comes from the chief. At that mm-hmm. point, and Mr. Rooney would not have given number seven out to Patrick Peterson. Uh, and the other thing that was just so funny about it was that, you know, he says he wants number seven. He doesn't really, I, I mean, he knows who Big Ben is, but like Patrick Peterson wasn't a Steelers fanboy. Like, mm-hmm. he probably Googles numbers retired by Steelers, sees that seven's still there. And of course, it wouldn't have been retired anyway. He just retired. But you know what I mean? Like, play also unofficial played, played retired in, numbers for the played Steelers. Played in the NFC for both teams that he's played for. Probably saw the Steelers in total like it's four times, five three, times. Yeah, something like that. So, like, I don't blame him for saying that. And it's a good thing that he immediately saw what was happening. Like, you don't mm-hmm. want to rile up the fan base that you just came into. It's a good thing that he saw that and was like, hey, whoa, Steelers. Sorry, Nation. my Sorry, bad. my bad. I won't be number seven. I'll be number 37 or I'll be 27 or whatever. But how is somebody like him supposed to know about the unofficial status of some numbers? Like, you can't come in and be number 12. Yeah, you it's can't funny come in because be think about that roller coaster, right? Yeah. Uh, Camp Sutton signs with Detroit. Everyone's burning down Sky's everything falling. saying the world is ending. How could they do this? Then to us? Patrick Peterson gets signed. Okay, we're we're great. We we have a great member in our secondary. Oh, he wants number 7? Nope, the world's ending. Fire him, cut him, get rid of him. 
I think the thing that makes me excited about the Pat Pete move the most is the contract, though. A two-year deal mm-hmm. worth fourteen million, five point eight five of that is guaranteed. Uh, about seven million, eight million in the first year, and then six million, seven million in the next year. That is so cheap compared to Cam Sutton. And like I just said, I think at this very moment he's better than Cam Sutton. I w- wouldn't be, you know. I wouldn't have cold feet to place a bet that Pat Pete has a better year in 2023 than Cam Sutton, and he's going mm-hmm. to be about four to five million dollars cheaper for the Steelers in that season. So when I saw the name, of course, you have that flinch moment where it's like, "Ooh, is that a washed up star? Then you kind of start digging into the stats a little bit and you realize he kind of had a pretty good year last year. Yeah, like I said, five, five, picks, five interceptions, two more than Sutton did. More more than anyone on the Steelers secondary. So he kind of had a nice little little bounce back season in 2022 in Minnesota. Maybe it's that rejuvenation thing, like I said. You know, he's playing for a team that's actually good that year. Mm-hmm. So maybe he, you know, he he wakes up a little bit, finds that fountain of youth. Um, so I like the fact that you're getting a cheaper option that and en- might end up being better. You know, cerebrally, he's smarter. Him and Minka. I, I think you've got now one of the smarter secondaries in the NFL between these yeah. two guys. I mean, got, you got a lot of experience. You've got two there. leaders yeah, that right. back there now. And Minka, uh, I mean, as talented as he is, still a younger guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, still a lot of You really bring in. I saw a tweet by Mark Cabali saying before the Cam Sutton trade, or before the Cam Sutton signing, rather, the three longest tenured Steelers were – in order, Cam Hayward, Chris Boswell, and then Cam Sutton. Wow. Cam Sutton in the draft class with T.J. Watt, I believe. So T.J. Watt's probably right up there as well. Maybe. But another thing with Pat Pete, and I kind of mentioned it too, if you still go secondary in the first round, if you still take a corner in the first round, now this is a two-way street. And some players, you know, some veterans don't like to train their replacement. But you'd like to think that, you know, he'd be a very good person to be a sounding board for a Joey Porter Jr., for a Christian Gonzalez, for a Witherspoon, whatever corner they get. That's a really good mentor to look up to and and learn how to play the position, but also learn how to be an NFL player because it is a difference. It's an adjustment to a lifestyle for sure. And if he's willing to, what a great mentor you can have. And no offense to Cam Sutton, uh, that's just something that he really can't bring to the table. You know, he, he could be a veteran and he can show them the ropes of how to live the mm-hmm. lifestyle of the NFL, but you're not watching from a former three-time first-team All-Pro. Right. You're not learning. Right. You're not being a sponge for somebody of that status. So mm-hmm. I, I think the Peterson move reminds me a lot of Joe Hayden. Um, I think it's got more upside than Joe Hayden, though, because I think he's a better player than Joe Hayden ever was, and I, I think he still might have a little bit something left in the tank. And it's only two years, and, and you can get right. out of that first year pretty easily. So... I I really see very little risk with this move and, and a potential for a lot of reward. Yes, I completely agree. I you you are giving up essentially next to nothing to pay a guy who could help you so much in so many different ways on the field, production, off the field experience and leadership. You do not break I mean, like you said. Maybe one day Cam Sutton is, is fully deserving of the contract that Detroit gave him, but I think the Steelers are looking at themselves in terms of, regardless of player, we obviously just did a much better job of preserving our money than the Lions did. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and, I, and to your point, if you really think that Patrick Peterson right now is a better player than Cam Sutton, then absolutely the Steelers came away with a much better deal and a much better player. 
Yeah, no question about it. And again, he might end up playing for that contract or playing up to that contract status, and good for him for doing that. But yeah, I don't think that the Steelers were in the position where they really wanted to sink that kind of money into a player like that. Uh, Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Other guys that they brought in, the freshest signing for the Steelers that happened uh, Wednesday morning, officially Tom Pelissero reporting that they signed Washington Commanders inside linebacker mm-hmm. Cole Holcomb. Seen a lot of inside linebackers flying off the board in the first couple of days of legal tampering. Yes. So you started to get a little bit nervous. Glad to see that the Steelers finally were able to grab onto at least somebody because, as you, I'm sure, all saw, Spillane is signed with the Raiders. So that guy's gone. They are not bringing back Devin Bush. Maybe Miles Jack is a cap casualty. We'll have to remain and see there. But other than, it was Miles Jack, was pretty much mm-hmm. in your linebacking room. Now you've got this Cole Holcomb kid, got a lot of starting experience, played uh, in 16 games for the Commanders in 2021, um, only played in seven games last year, so he was injured for Washington. But the reaction from Twitter, and, and obviously fan bases are going to do this, but I've seen a lot of Commanders fans saying the Steelers fans, because Steelers fans are obviously asking, like, who are we getting here, what kind of player? Pretty good player, solid player. Not anybody that, you know, you think is – going to become an all pro at some point mm-hmm. but from the commander standpoint they were just saying we're kind of thin at linebacker yeah we can't we believe we lost someone go. yeah he's, right he's a starter when he's i healthy. guess you could say it's the same way that steelers fan looked at the camp sutton signing yes right probably a solid guy on our team that you maybe not not someone who not someone who is the best at his position league-wide but how are we so thin at this position that we would let him go as far as playmaking ability is concerned, uh, 2021, 2021 was his best year as an mm-hmm. NFL player. His plus. last fully healthy yeah, year. Starting yeah. 16 games. Uh, he had two interceptions. He had a touchdown, so he had a pick six. There you go. Uh, he forced two fumbles. He had seven passes defended. He had a fumble recovery. He had one sack. He only has four and a half sacks in four years, so he's not that kind of linebacker. He's Maybe you send him on a blitz every once in a while, but he's not really a, a in-the-backfield kind of guy. Uh, only two tackles for loss in that 2021 season and two quarterback hits. But, but again, 142 play, playing, combined tackles, though. Also, playing in Washington, right, it wasn't necessarily his responsibility to get to the quarterback. Think yeah. about that front seven. And that was the year that they went to the playoffs, too, right. in 2021. They ended oh, up 2021 up was the year they had their best defense. Yeah, yeah, and they ended up sneaking up and winning that really crappy division. And you mentioned, was this 
in 2021, he had 141 142 combined tackles. combined tackles. When there are so many good players on that defense, and he's the one with 140 tackles. Yeah, oh my God. hundred Like, that, to me, is very impressive to have that many combined tackles in a season. And even last year, in just seven games, to have 69 combined tackles. Mm-hmm. Guys all over the place, you know? he. I mean, that's... He's getting involved on 10 defensive plays One, at the two, minimum. 1, 2, 3, 4, yeah. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He was 10th in the league in combined tackles that year. There you go. As far as uh, the NFL is concerned. Uh, I think that this is a guy that's going to be around the football a lot. I've seen strength be run-stopping more than pass coverage, but it's not like he's a bum in pass coverage. It's not like he's Spillane in pass right. coverage. He's better than that. But strength is run-stopping, and... Man, I think the Steelers have just kept putting an emphasis since they finished in the end of the at the bottom of the league in, in 2021 in run defense. Just keep getting guys that's going to help that run defense stay towards the top 10 because that's where they live. So he's going to help in that category. Still think there's probably another shoe to drop with the linebacking room, though. Whether Even if Miles Jack is retained or if he's let go, I, I still think there's a new body that's going to be coming Before in the there. draft. Before. Probably, yeah. or maybe after the draft when you don't get who you want right. in the draft. And then there's I did, I there's going to be a, there's still going to be a decent amount of players still out there. I did see start. Tomlin and Omar were at Clemson's pro day this that, week, yeah. and they had lunch with Trenton Simpson, the linebacker. Got to keep an eye on be around the second round, I think. Maybe that pick number thirty two, you might be able to get Trenton Simpson at. So keep an eye on him. But yeah, I think I think there's got to be another body added to that room. Uh, I, I just I, I think it's too thin as it is right now. And finally, one last signing that was made by the Steelers uh, yesterday was Nate Herbig, the offensive lineman, played with the Eagles. Andy Weidel guy was there for three years, and he was with the Jets last year. Played a lot of right guard with the Eagles, kind of an ambiguous role with the Jets. I really see him, and we had Ray Fittipaldo on the Mark Madden show yesterday, and he, he confirmed this as competition for Dotson in training camp those two are going to compete for the starting job and i would not be surprised if her big ends up winning the starting job and, and becomes the starting left guard on this offensive line big ass dude man i mean his na- his name is very apropos for him he, yes he's a monster big. and one of the better graded run blocking guards in the nfl last year so someone, lo- po- someone pointed it out that you were as a Steelers fan watching his highlight reel from 2022 was impressive but his best plays came against the Steelers in that week four game. Maybe that's why, you know, Omar's up in the box watching <laughs> Yeah, it maybe very easily. from the yeah. sideline. They're like, mm, I'd like that guy. And then you get the connection with Weidel. Um, listen. The Weidel thing, obviously, I think. Anytime I hear uh, Andy Weidel was involved <laughs> with picking an offensive lineman, I You love don't really it. have an I issue with it. it because he's, look at the offensive line he built in Philadelphia. He's an offensive line guru. He played offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he knows the offensive line. So having his stamp of approval, having his connection on a guy like Herbig, who's still only 26 years old, by the way. He's still very, very young. Which is, we know, in that core age of the offensive lineman overall. Yeah, he, he can he can factor into the future here mm-hmm. if he finds himself a nice little... He's 25 years old, actually, heading into this season. So he... He's perfect. So he's actually wise. on the younger side for the offensive line because most of them are 26 now. I think Dotson should be really worried about his starting status, yeah. and I think Kendrick Green should be worried about his status on the roster in I, general. Okay, I thought you were going to say his starting capability. His yeah. status on the roster, yeah, yeah now for that sure. Now her big because that bumps <laughs> dot. Like, whoever loses that it's battle exactly, is going to be the swing It's exactly guy. what we said needed to happen with the offensive line. You just bring in more of these guys so that 
you have more players available to you so that you're not worried if Dotson and James Daniels both goes down, both go down, that you have to put in um you have to put in Kendrick Green at some point. Now everyone bumps down You're a getting bit. away from that, yeah. which is a good thing to add depth to that offensive line because I also want to reiterate, you will never see a season like you just saw health-wise from an never. offensive line. Never. Not just out of the Steelers. Never. And any team, ever. Someone's going to go down for yeah. three, four weeks at minimum. And, and that's going to happen You could lose year. someone for, for a lot longer, if yes. not the whole season. That's going to happen To lose just, nobody at any point. It, it's It's... The odds on that, I'd love to see like a mm-hmm. Vegas handicapper make those picks because it's crazy to think that. One last thing I want to say about Cole Holcomb because I'm looking at his profile picture right now on Pro Football Focus. The, the it's a it's a mullet, right? I hope he brings that bad boy. <laughs> that is beautiful stuff right there, and it would fit right in with the Pittsburgh natives. If you would like to, you may now download any of you our shows, know. and you should download all of our shows, the Steelers Standard, anywhere you get your podcasts, the Steelers Mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, uh, Apple, Spotify. You know the places. Give Jacob and I a nice little download, a subscription, and maybe even a review, but only if you're really mean to him and really nice to me. That's the only reason. Oh, yeah? the only way that I'm soliciting reviews. So five-star reviews for Tom, <laughs> one-star <laughs> one star reviews for me, okay? When we come back, I want to talk about some of the guys that the Steelers retained in the past couple of days in free agency and how I think they might be some of the most significant moves they make all offseason. That's on the way. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opperman. This is the Steelers Standard. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 